What is up, Ugnots and Jawas, and welcome to a new episode of Mando Talk. Today, we unravel the thrilling announcement that has sent seismic charges across the entire Star Wars fan base. Get ready as we discuss the recently revealed blockbuster news. The Mandalorian and Grogu is coming to a theater near you. When, you may ask? Well, we will speculate that release date as well as speculate what might be inside this theatrical journey our favorite Clan of Two will soon be embarking on. On top of that, we're going to touch on some Ahsoka Season 2 news and some Ray movie news. So buckle up and hold on to your seats. Mando Talk is back. Let's get to it. This is the way. What up, what up, what up, what up? It is Caleb Keller back recording here on Mando Talk. It is so awesome to be back. Of course, it's been several months at this point. Taking a break ever since Ahsoka has wrapped. Thank you so much for all of you that have been checking out the podcast during that break, going back and listening to some old episodes as you potentially rewatch some different things that we've covered. But yeah, I'm so excited for this podcast episode. I'm so excited to be back on the airwaves. This is a podcast exclusive. It's just kind of easier to just go the podcast route these days. Of course, you know, I'm doing the whole dad thing. It's hard to get in front of a camera sometimes. So if you're on this podcast platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're at, stay tuned. Uh, These, just doing them audio is a lot easier. So I feel like this might be the route that I kind of start just leaning toward again. Uh, Just go back to the basics. Just have some fun with all of you guys. So be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are on. If you're some that likes the YouTube channel stick around I know it's been a minute but I will you know continue to do like short videos on there when I get the chance but again thank you so much for the support so glad to be here and I do want to let you know February 7th is going to be Star Wars podcast day and I am fortunate enough to be on the lineup to be on the roster to be partaking in that incredible celebratory day so stay tuned more podcast episodes are coming uh we'll start cranking them back up again as hopefully the year of 2024 brings some new star wars content to discuss and to cover all right so Of course, this is Mando Talk, so I've been itching to talk about this news regarding the Mandalorian and Grogu. So what I want to do is I actually want to first read this report so you know everything that the general audience knows, and then we can kind of go from there. So the headline from StarWars.com reads, The Mandalorian and Grogu Journeys to the Big Screen. And here we go. The Mandalorian and Grogu are embarking on a new journey to movie theaters directed by John Favreau and produced by Favreau Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni the Mandalorian and Grogu will go into production in 2024 here's some quotes I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created said Favreau the prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen is extremely exciting John Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered into Star Wars two new and beloved characters and this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen added Kathleen Kennedy president of Lucasfilm the Mandalorian and Grogu will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing 
ongoing feature development slate, including films held by Charmino, Bade Shinoy, James Mangold, and Dave Filoni, who is also currently developing Ahsoka Season 2. We're going to come back to that among those in the works. This is the way. All right, so there's a lot to unpack there, a lot to unpack. But before we even dive into the details, I just want to share my overall reactionary thoughts. Let's go, baby. This is such a great way to go back into the theater, in my opinion. It's been a hot minute since Star Wars has been theatrical, and you have these two beloved, heavily, heavily, easily marketable characters. That's a mouthful to try to say. These two characters are known by everybody, and they are loved by everybody. If if you want as much of a safe bet to return to the movie theater as possible, this is it. As far as trying to keep the trend of every Star Wars movie during the Disney era hitting a billion dollars, of course we know that Solo definitely did not reach that. But for the most part, they, they try to reach that a billion dollar number. If you want that to be as much of a guarantee as possible, rolling with these two characters and this Mandalorian world that Jon Favreau has set up is the best thing to do. So I think as far as a business decision, it is perfect. Now let's obviously talk then about the, you know, on a fan base level, as a fan, how do I feel? Incredible. Again, these are, this is Mando talk, so you know this is biased. The Mandalorian is quite frankly, in my opinion, one of the best stories since, I'll say Revenge of the Sith, for sure, because I love Revenge of the Sith, and then after that, I would say the original trilogy, and then there's The Mandalorian for me. Personally, that's how much this thing is so special to me, and I think to a lot of people. So as far as me being excited, yeah, I am right there. I will be there, obviously, day one to see it in front of the line to get into the movie theater, and I can't wait to see the journey that these characters potentially embark on regarding it being a theatrical release. Now, that brings me some things to kind of talk about. Obviously, in The Mandalorian, it's been a TV show, so it's been serialized. It's been eight episodes, eight weeks, and they rely heavily on the volume to get a lot of that work done. I would say if there's a big concern, it's that. Is, it's the fact that they've been so reliant on the volume, and I know that the volume maybe won't translate well onto a big screen format, so I'm really hoping that they maybe decide to do as much on location or using the traditional green sc- screen as possible. I know that might be too worrisome of me potentially, but I think that's a legitimate Uh, concern as we head into it is sometimes you can tell that it's the volume now I do believe Jon Favreau obviously he's the one directing this thing I think he knows how to use the volume the best to where you don't even notice it so I guess maybe I just kind of disproved my point there but yeah just just the the thoughts of let's try to make this as much on location and real as possible because I feel like Star Wars translates the best when you can do as much of it as real as possible and obviously there's going to be some fake stuff obviously you have to it's a fake galaxy even though we make it feel and seem like it's real we we got to do what we can there in, in in that regard in my opinion but I am so excited for this news I think it's great I think there's a lot of potential still in this in this era and let's kind of talk about why I think they made this de- this decision. I do think, 
for me personally, and, and this might be a question that I'm hitting later, but we'll go ahead and address it. I do think this is going to be the first Star Wars movie coming out in theater then. I know we got that Ray Skywalker movie in development. We've got the James Mangold movie in development. We've got the Dave Filoni Mandoverse movie in development. I think this is going to be the first one to hit the screen. This crew, this cast, they've all worked together. They've got it down pat. They can easily go ahead and shoot it, get it done, and get it out. Now, another question then is, well, when is it coming out? I don't think we can expect this thing until 2026, personally. Um, I mean, they could push for it to be at the end of 2025, but I think, I think that an Avatar movie is coming out at the end of 2025. I'm not 100% sure on that. They're not going to go head-to-head with those two. Obviously, they are both owned by Disney. They've got Star Wars. They've got Avatar. They are not going to pit those two against each other. They're going to try to to get as much money out of both as possible. So they're not going to release those at the same time. So with that said, I do think a 2026 release is most likely, and I would say it's probably going to be the summer of 2026. Then I would say followed by... Mm, I, I, I want to say followed by the Ray movie because I'm starting to think personally that if this Mandalorian and Grogu movie slaps that they might try to make a trilogy out of it with a second movie and then the third movie being Dave Filoni's Mandoverse Let's Wrap It All Up movie. That's what I'm thinking. And honestly, I think that's kind of what I'm hoping. Maybe I want to put a question mark on that. Because obviously Star Wars is is known to be trilogies, why not go ahead and make this a trilogy? You've already got two of them planned then with this Mandalorian and Grogu movie followed by the Dave Filoni movie. So let's put one there in the middle somewhere. And I think that's that's a potential thing that we might see. So honestly, and again, we'll get to this because it's the last news piece. Star Wars is at a state where it's more likely that we probably get this Mandalorian Grogu movie followed by a second one and then the Mandoverse Filoni movie. And then we'll end up doing the Ray movie and the James Mangold movie after all of this is wrapped up. Because things just behind the scenes that are not Mandalorian-centered are just so ugly uh, in this day and age in Star Wars. So that's what I'm currently thinking regarding the release date. Now, another big talking point is how does this impact the Mandalorian Season 4 moving forward? A lot of speculation has been going online that there's still going to be a season four, then followed by the movie. People think that a season four is going to set up this Mandalorian and Grogu movie, but I happen to think differently, and here's why. I think the end of season three of The Mandalorian, spoiler alert if you haven't seen season three of The Mandalorian, where Din Djarin and Grogu are now just kind of on their complete own not necessarily connected to anybody else except maybe the new republic but there's a lot of wiggle room there they're now on their own on navarro it's very much so back to the basics of the mandalorian that is your easily accessible for the casual audience starting point for a movie i don't think and we've made this mistake before with the mandalorian 
season three, relying on the Book of Boba Fett season one, I don't think it's a smart business decision to roll out season four and say you have to see season four before you see this Mandalorian and Grogu film. I think it would be better if you go ahead and start with that foundation that you've got. Because again, the way that season three ends, this is so easy to just start from and just create a new story to where average Joe walks into the movie theater and he sees, oh, the Mandalorian Grogu. That's a new Star Wars movie. Let's go in and check that out tonight, fam. Even though we haven't seen any of The Mandalorian or anything like that before, let's go see what this is about. I think the way that the end of Season 3 occurs allows that to be, for the average Joe, easily accessible to where it's a story that they could definitely understand. So I think, personally, it's going to be The Mandalorian and Grogu followed by a Season 4, followed by a second Mandalorian or Mandoverse movie, followed by an Ahsoka Season 2, or maybe the Ahsoka Season 2 comes before the second movie, followed by the Mandoverse Dave Filoni movie. I think you've got tons of potential uh, to just kind of connect all those stories, but you... I think it's vital, though, that you start with the Mandalorian and Grogu movie. Now, I keep saying it over and over. This Mandalorian and Grogu title, because in the article, it's italicized like the Mandalorian and Grogu is going to be the title. I, I don't think it's a creative title at all. However, I do think it's going to get butts in seats because, again, those are two very marketable, recognizable names and characters that I think um, people are going to respond to. So yeah, a lot of different things going on there. Let's see. Let's let's revisit my my questions there. First question that I had was to to share your thoughts on the Mandalorian going to the big screen. I've already definitely addressed that. That's definitely awesome. To share my thoughts on how that impacts the season four. Like I said, I think season four is coming after this movie. I think that would make more sense. But honestly, guys, either way, you know, I'll be I will be okay because I'm checking out season four regardless. I'm just thinking more so in as a business strategy. I'd be concerned with saying, hey, you got to watch season four before you go into that movie. Uh, next question. When do I believe this movie is going to be released? I've already addressed that. Uh, 2026 summer at the earliest is what I'm thinking. Then the next question I had here is what's the order of Star Wars movie releases now? Again, I think we're going to address this Mandalorian era, and then we're going to worry about the Ray movie and the James Mangold movie after the fact, after everything has been maybe finalized even uh, with this Mandalorian era. Last question that I had regarding this Mandalorian and Grogu movie, what could be inside this movie? Well, obviously that is definitely dependent upon if we're getting a season four first or if we're getting a season four after I'm going to roll with the fact that I think they're going to go into production with this movie as quick as they can. Therefore, they're going to hold off on a season four. So therefore, we are going into this movie fresh off of season three of The Mandalorian. So here's where I think or what I think we could potentially see in in the movie, in The Mandalorian and Grogu. I think obviously at the end of season three, Din Djarin and Grogu are now kind of connected with the New Republic. Um, they've linked up with Carson Teva saying, hey, whenever you need something, if you've got a job for us, we'll answer that call. I think that's your foundation. I think Din Djarin and Grogu, maybe at the beginning of the film, are kind of doing their own, they're continuing on their little own journeys, doing their fun little thing, having that father-son kind of dynamic, uh, finishing some bounties or doing some things for Grief Karga on Navarro to make it a safer sp space to live. 
uh, going to other planets, you know, having fun, having your Mandalorian walking through a town, uh, having to kill a folk or two to get to do a good thing or to get something done. But then at some point in the movie, we're going to get a call from Carson Teva saying, hey, the New Republic needs your help on blank. And obviously that's going to be the big st- setup, the big stage uh, for what this Mandalorian and Grogu movie is going to be. And I think that big blank is going to be something that then could potentially lead us to a second movie followed by a Mandoverse finale movie directed by Dave Filoni where we wrap up Thrawn we wrap up all of this stuff going on between the Imperial Remnants and the New Republic so yeah again very simple story and, and honestly I think that would that would be the best thing for this coming out the gate I think people responded really well to season one and season two of the Mandalorian when it was very much so uh, centered in just the Star Wars franchise where it was just simple and easily accessible. And I think that's what they need to do here, folks. They need to just get off the ground running with these two great characters. Obviously have Grogu use the Force here, there, everywhere when he can. Maybe even, well, I was going to say throw in Ahsoka, but I don't think we can at this point. Because obviously, spoilers for Ahsoka Season 1, she's she's still off in Peridia. She's going to have to work her way back in a Season 2 of Ahsoka. So yeah. Uh, but I have all confidence in this movie, and the reason for that is the fact that it's directed by John Favreau. I mean, we're talking about a guy, obviously, that ushered in The Mandalorian, but we're talking about a guy that essentially ushered in the MCU, and let's call it how it is. The MCU is one of the most, if not the most, cinematic achievements in franchise or in, in cinema history, period. I mean, that was like 20 plus years of just great movie after great movie after good movie, good movie, great, 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 great. It, it was just unreal. And none of that happens unless Iron Man, that first Iron Man movie, was a hit. And it was a hit because of John Favreau's great directing. And I have no doubt that he's going to be able to deliver that here with The Mandalorian and Grogu. So again, such a safe but easy decision and good decision to roll with a movie based on this. The Mandalorian and Grogu, I cannot wait to see it. Now, obviously, Mando Talk was a podcast created to cover uh, The Mandalorian week to week. Obviously, I'm a little bummed that it's not going to be a week to week release, but I think I don't think we're done with the show, guys. I still think that there's some meat on those bones to, to use The Mandalorian as a show but they're just capitalizing on this opportunity. All right, anyway, I could go on and on and on about The Mandalorian and Grogu, but I would love to know how you're feeling about The Mandalorian and Grogu. Reach out to me on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it these days, at MandoTalk. You can send me a DM or you can just tweet at me. Uh, tweet at MandoTalk and, and let's talk. I want to hear some feedback, how you're feeling about The Mandalorian and Grogu. I'm certainly excited. But the next thing that I wanted to address on this podcast episode is this little plug there at the very end of that article that I read where it says, and Dave Filoni, who is also currently developing Ahsoka Season 2. That's exciting. I, I'm so excited for Ahsoka Season 2. I think it's going to be vital again for that potential finale of a Mandoverse movie directed by Dave Filoni. I think we got to get Ahsoka back in our main galaxy. But released with that on Twitter was a picture of some concept art of Ahsoka and Sabine standing on that cliffside where... 
um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Balin. There we go. Uh, standing on that cliffside where Balin was at at the end of Ahsoka season one. So clearly Ahsoka and Sabine are tr- either tracking Balin or they have discovered the feeling or the presence themselves of the Mortis gods on this planet. So there's a lot of meat left on that bone for sure. And I think it's only right and only fair after the success of Ahsoka Season 1 that we get an Ahsoka Season 2. And again, I think it's all connected. I think we got to see that we got to see that season for sure before a Filoni movie. So I don't think Filoni's working on that movie quite yet. I think he wants to do Season 2 and finish Season 2 of Ahsoka first. And then he will transition to the finale for The Mandoverse. Uh, regarding Thrawn, regarding regarding all these characters that we've come to know and love during this Mandoverse era. Now, one thing that I want to backtrack real quickly before we move on to this last bit of news. Um, the writer. Let's talk about the writer for The Mandalorian and Grogu because it, it doesn't mention who the writer is in the article. I think it's safe to say that it's Jon Favreau, right? Like, I, I think we have to assume that. Again, that makes me feel great. That makes me feel really good. Um, another thing that I've heard discussion on then is, well, with the Dave Filoni movie, is he going to write it? Because I've seen some critics being critical of the writing of the Ahsoka show. Not necessarily saying that the Ahsoka show was bad or anything like that. Obviously, I loved it. You can go back and listen to those podcast episodes of, of me and, and a couple of hosts, or co-hosts rather, uh, talking about Ahsoka season one as we go through it. And we all loved it. But I do think maybe the dialogue, the writing, some character decisions here and there were a bit questionable on Filoni's writing part. So I'm wondering if we're going to be able to get Favreau to write all of these. I would I would think I would prefer that, honestly. But I also don't see Filoni giving up the uh, control of writing his, his first theatrical directed movie out the gate and I, and I trust him I think he'll be good I'm just saying I think between the two I would definitely prefer Favreau to be the writer of these movies but I have a feeling that maybe uh, in between now and that Filoni movie maybe Favreau will develop Filoni some more in, in both directing theatrical and writing theatrical okay let's move on now to the last bit of news and so far obviously you can tell I've been very positive. I've been very excited. The Mandalorian and Grogu is coming to the big screen. That is awesome. Uh, John Favreau is directing it. Awesome. Ahsoka season two. Awesome. But then uh, this drops today. Uh, I'm reading this from Bestman Bulletin. Here's the title: Daisy Ridley's untitled Ray Skywalker Star Wars movie reportedly delayed indefinitely. Stephen Knight possibly exiting okay let's see if i scroll down here according to a new report from world of real an outlet i followed for a long time and read almost daily again i'm reading from bestman bulletin here the daisy ridley led flick has suffered an indefinite delay Real isn't known for breaking stories on blockbuster franchises such as Star Wars and Marvel, so the name might not be too familiar to my readers, but they get a lot right with smaller movies, which is why I follow their work. For that reason, this report shouldn't be written off, but just because an outlet is reliable in one field doesn't mean they are in another. In their article, World of Real shares that they aren't keen on looking for information on Star Wars, but that well-informed sources have shared details worth 
sharing. World of Real are reporting that Disney have internally delayed the Rey Skywalker film indefinitely, which is why they've pivoted to The Mandalorian and Grogu being the next theatrical released feature film and why that flick was announced just last week. Real adds that due to the creative issues going on behind the scenes, Disney and Lucasfilm are no longer confident that the Ray film will release in the new or excuse me, in the near future. As mentioned, the problems plaguing the Daisy Ridley-led film stem from creative issues. According to World of Real, Lucasfilm and the film current writer Stephen Knight, who wrote Peaky Blinders, are butting heads. Knight has reportedly submitted a draft, and Lucasfilm did not like what was turned in, giving Knight so many notes that he would essentially have to start from scratch on a new draft. The outlet goes on to say that Stephen Knight's frustration with the studio has continued to grow and is seemingly at a boiling point as the writer might not be staying on board the Ray film. World of Real adds that Knight has put Star Wars on the back burner and he's focusing his efforts on completing the script for his Peaky Blinders movie, which is due to begin filming this summer. Okay, so, number one, I have to say, it's sad but I am not surprised by this whatsoever. This is such a typical thing of Lucasfilm, of Star Wars at this point. It's very frustrating. I get so frustrated with this stuff. I am, quite frankly, absolutely sick and tired of them announcing stuff because, for the most part, we are guaranteed to never see it. At this point, and I'm... I, I'm really going to try to not be aggressive, but this might come off as super aggressive. At this point, unless it's something coming straight from Favreau or Filoni, please shut up. Period. I know that's aggressive. Unless it's from them too, because it, unless it's from them too, we don't have a great track record. Unless it's from them, them too, do not announce this until you as a company are good with the script that you have read. Do not announce it unless you've got a draft that you feel great about. Period. We should not be making these big announcements if you haven't even read a script or you haven't read an outline. If, if, if you're just announcing based off of a concept, off of an idea, you need to slow your roll. This is getting so old. It is, it is hurting the brand. It's not hurting the brand for us. And if you're listening, you're, it's probably not hurting the brand for you because you love Star Wars. But it is hurting the brand for people that just like to go to the movie theater or just like to watch a, a good show. All they think about right now when they hear Star Wars is, oh, right now Star Wars just announces a bunch of stuff and it never releases. So I'm not really that invested. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It makes absolutely no sense. This is the biggest IP in the world, in the history of cinema, and we are making an absolute joke out of it with re announcing releases well before we should be announcing them. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway, okay. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to pipe it down for a second. I'm going to take a breath. Try to calm down. I can feel my face warming up as I talk about this. I, for one, still want to see this movie. I love Daisy Ridley. I love Ray. I love that character. Even though I have a lot of issues with the sequel trilogy, I am open to seeing this movie. The fact that Stephen Knight, the writer for Peaky Blinders, one of the great TV shows out there, the fact that he's writing this thing 
and the fact that the fact that his draft gets tons of notes makes me think that Stephen Knight probably didn't really do that bad. It's more so maybe just the executives of Lucasfilm not really agreeing with what he wrote. Uh, based on the work that I've seen him do, I just, I don't know. Guys, I'm, I'm so frustrated with the way that this is going. I really want to see this movie. I want to see it succeed. Again, I wasn't a big fan of the sequel trilogy, but I want to see this movie do so good that it it just kind of rejuvenates Daisy Ridley and it makes the fans across the board appreciate her because she deserves it. She's a phenomenal performer. She's phenomenal as Ray, and she deserves a great movie. She deserves great writing. She deserves great directing. She deserves it all. At this point, though, This movie, and again, I want to see it, but at this point, this movie has failed before it has ever come out because there's already going to be fans that are not going to go and watch it because they're going to try to say, oh, this has an agenda, this isn't for me, Uh, this is for a certain amount of audience and it's not really made for us. They don't even know who's writing it. We don't really agree with the director. We don't agree with the director saying. We don't really like the sequel trilogy. Every sign points to if you don't like the sequel trilogy, you're not going to like this movie. So therefore, at this point, this movie has lost before it's even released. The The buzz around this movie is gone. Uh, the buzz around this movie, for the most part, is probably in a negative direction. I'm just speaking necessarily for the general audience, for the people that I see on Twitter, for the people I talk to uh, as I go about my daily life. I'm excited for the movie if it ever happens, but at this point I'm starting to think, how is this ever going to happen? Because like I said, it's a business and the buzz is so negative, the, the discussion is so negative, and so here we are. Stephen Knight reportedly leaving, exiting this Ray Skywalker Star Wars movie. And that bums me out because, quite frankly, him writing it had me the most excited. Uh, had me more excited uh, than the director for it. Um, the director I directed uh, Miss Marvel, right? And I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel. Some of the episodes were kind of boring to me, but I enjoyed it for the most part. So I definitely I was open to it. She seems like a very talented director. But Stephen Knight being attached was what made me most excited. And uh, now that that's gone, reportedly, rumored bums me out and 100% in this article it says that this was that the Mandalorian and Grogu was announced theatrical last week to avoid the negative press that this is going to get 100% that's 100% truth if this report or rumor is in fact true that uh, Stephen Knight has left and that therefore this movie is delayed indefinitely um, then yeah 100% they announced the Mandalorian and Grogu last week to change or to pivot their stance, to pivot their direction, and to also create some positive buzz for the franchise before this uh, absolute negative piece uh, hits. So there we go. I, I just I don't get it. I really don't get what we're doing at this point. Can we please quit announcing stuff until we've got it in the books? Just quit. Heck, I'm even to the point where don't announce it until you've already got a trailer. <laughs> like... Don't announce it until it's already been rolling on the on the camera. Unless you've already got shots going for it. Don't announce it. Don't even talk about it. Because that's where we're at. I mean, we, we've got to clean this up. We have got to clean this up. And I love Kathy Kennedy as far as what she's done in the Hollywood industry. 
But as the president of Lucasfilm, this falls on her shoulders. It just does. It's just how business works. If you can't get your projects released because of creative differences over and over and over and over again, I'm sorry, but it falls on Kathleen Kennedy's shoulders. I don't care if it was John Favreau in that seat. If it continued to happen with John Favreau in that seat, it falls on John Favreau's shoulders. If it was Dave Filoni in that seat, it would fall on Dave Filoni's shoulders. If you're the top dog, if you're the president, you got to take the heat. And right now, this is all heat uh, because this is a, yet again another another bad bit of news. The fact that this movie is delayed indefinitely. It's shelved, in other words. Right now, it is currently shelved. They are not going to be actively working on that movie at the moment. There we go. All right. That's it. That's it. That's all the news pieces. Those are the things that uh, I want to come on here and talk about. But yeah, welcome back to Mando Talk, baby. We, we had some really positive news there at the beginning, and then we ended there on a big, massive negative note. But again, I want to know what you think. Uh, reach out to me at Mando Talk. Talk to me about this bit of news. Uh, if you feel good about it being delayed indefinitely, if you are okay with Stephen Knight leaving, uh, if you don't want to see that movie, if you do want to see that movie, let me know. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a positive discussion. I respect all opinions. I enjoy all opinions. I enjoy talking Star Wars, period. I don't care who you are, so reach out to me. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Again, stay tuned. February 7th, for sure, there's going to be a new episode for it being Star Wars Podcast Day. But, you know, you never know when there's going to be another episode dropping, so subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are on. Uh, hit the bell or whatever you got to do on podcast platforms to make sure you get notified when an episode drops. Again, I don't really want to announce like this consistent release schedule. I am going to start releasing more podcast episodes consistently, but I don't want to say oh, it's going to be every Monday or something like that or every other Monday. Because, again, being a dad, it's really hard to predict that kind of stuff right now uh, in this stage of my life. So we'll see. Just stay tuned. Just hit that subscribe button, all right? Just do that for me, please. Greatly appreciate it. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing, baby. Uh, let's keep growing. Let's keep having fun. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Follow me on Twitter at MandoTalk. You can stay tuned with when new podcast episodes drop there as well. All right. That's all I've got. Until next time, as always, we have spoken.